And so that was a huge thing for me, just trusting God's timing for things because um, I thought that was going to be the year and I was going to win. And um, then the next year I went back and ended up winning the sup surfing. And so it kind of like made me realize, whoa, okay, I get it now. God's in control. His timing's perfect. And it made the victory for me so much better just because that crazy journey that we went through. Welcome to the Playing for Eternity podcast, working together to put God first in our game. Welcome to the Playing for Eternity podcast, where we are connecting God to our game. I'm excited today to have professional stand-up paddleboarder and Maui native, Laura Clayton. Welcome to the show, Laura. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. Obviously, I'm a, well, I was a surfer. I like to surf now, barely get to surf, but uh, really fascinated just on uh, the lifestyle and trying to how you connect your faith to your surfing and, and, and that culture. But before we kind of get into that, I really like to hear kind of how you ended up in Maui, because uh, that's, that's a really, really cool story. For sure. So we moved out to Maui when I was five years old. I was born in Ventura, California. Um, and my dad was born in Santa Barbara and my mom was born in Arizona. So my mom doesn't really have the water background that my dad does for sure. He's a surfer, grew up surfing, playing sports in high school, all of it. Um, and they actually met at a Young Life camp in California called Woodleaf. Uh, my dad was on an internship and my mom was the camp photographer for the summer and they ended up getting married at Woodleaf and then moved to Ventura. So I grew up in the water. My dad took me surfing when I was young and then God called us out to Maui to start Young Life. And so um, we moved out to Maui when I was five with my younger brother when he was one and my sister, um, my mom was pregnant with my sister. <laughs> and so we moved out here 13 years ago to start Young Life. Very cool. Now, are they still doing that now? Yes. So my dad's been doing Young Life for 20 plus years. Um, he was the area director in Ventura, and now he's the area director of Maui County. So um, that involves Lanai, Molokai, and Maui. All right. So he gets paid to surf. Um, he gets paid <laughs> to reach out to yeah, Young either. Life kids. But it involves surfing, so technically, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, obviously, I, I've been to Maui. I mean, surfing and water, that's a big part of the life there and, and the culture. So it's a... Very a, true. Yeah, a way, a way to connect with people. I mean, we do a... Uh, at my ministry at, at Shepherd Church, we do a surf camp every year. And so we're about an hour from the beach. And one thing I find amazing is the kids might get to go to the beach once or twice in the summer, but they don't get to go back-to-back -back days. and they don't have all the equipment and somebody kind of helping them. So when they go once in a while, it really, it's hard to, I mean, surfing is a really hard sport to learn, especially if you're not young. And, uh, and, and if you're not scared, if you're scared of the water, it's like th there's no chance. So it's really fun. I, we see a ton of kids, almost every kid always gets up every year for the, you know, kids that haven't gone for the first time so awesome. and, to, and to see that, to see that stoke. And it's a, you know, obviously it's a way of life for you guys, for you guys in Maui. So I assume you, you kind of grew up growing, to church and, and being part of Young Life and um, 
so kind of share with that how, how your, your faith kind of grew and, and where you're able to kind of really, I know you own your faith now in what you do. I love your Instagram handle. It has uh, Matthew 5.5 5 on there, like that there's no shine away of, of who you are in your faith and kind of just a little your testimony, how you kind of like, hey, this is, this is mine now because I know growing up in a, sometimes in a Christian home, it, it's kind of like what we're supposed to do. So I don't know for if there sure. was a moment for you where you kind of took over and, and hey, this is, this is my faith now. So, yeah, um, grew up in a Christian home. My dad was basically like a pastor, um, not at a church, but just in general, reaching out to kids. Um, so we had kids over all the time, leaders for Young Life, always talking about God and planning for all of our events and stuff. So a big turning point for me personally and my faith was um, in 2015. There was a event for stand-up paddling called the SUP Fiesta Junior Pro. And it was this event that kids from all over, all over the world would come to. And it was in California, like Huntington Beach area. And I went for the first time in 2014 and took third place in the SUP surfing. And so I was super determined from then to take first the next year. I was like, this is the year I'm gonna get this. It's gonna be it. And so I trained, I had my coaches, um, my dad, we were doing um, long days at the beach, running heats and everything. Um, and so we went back in 2015 and we had just flown in and it was like the next day we visited my um, grandma in Santa Barbara and I had just got new wetsuits. And so I was like, okay, I'll break them in and we'll just go out in some really small surf. And I went and surfed and I got super tired and I went to um, jump under a wave. And before my dad was like, okay, Laura, you're all good. Just make sure for that, beware of that one rock, like right out there. And I was like, okay, it's all good. I'm not going to hit that rock. And <laughs> we had surfed and um, I went to dive under a wave. I jumped off my board and I ended up hitting the rock and it scraped down my face. And I got 46 stitches and um, we, I rushed out of the water and I was like, I think I hit the bottom. And my dad's like, okay, we're going, we're going to the emergency room. And I was like, not going to the emergency room. Can't you just super glue it? Like I'm supposed to compete in four days. And he's like, nope, we're going to the emergency room. And my grandma actually works at the emergency room in Santa Barbara at the hospital. And so we got in fast and then, um, yeah, so I ended up getting 46 stitches, um, just like right down my nose and all the way under. Um, and it was actually a huge blessing just because my grandma works at the emergency room. So she um, got us in quickly and then, cause everyone knew her. <laughs> and then um, turns out like the number one plastic surgeon was on duty that day. So you can't even see the scar, the scar's almost gone now, uh, but he did an amazing job. And so that was just a huge turning point for me because um, I had been training for so long for this one event and then for it to just be taken away like that in like one second from hitting a rock on the bottom of the ocean was huge. But I like fully trusted in God that, um, that it wasn't over and that I was going to be able to compete. Um, I actually got off the table after he was done. I'm like, so can I compete in five days? And he's like, maybe you should go home and rest and just <laughs> wait it out for a little bit. And I was like, okay. And so for those couple of days at my grandma's, I was just like, 
fully trusted God and I prayed about it. And um, that's when my ver- my favorite verse, which is a lot of people's favorite verse, but for me it was huge just because of um, this situation was um, Philippians 4.13. And so um, we stayed at my grandma's for a little bit and then I ended up, we ended up going to see the surgeon and he was like, well, if you compete this weekend, you're totally allowed to do that. If anything happens, I'll just stitch you back up when you come home. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so we ended up going down to Huntington um, and I competed with the stitches in my face. <laughs> it was like this huge thing for me just because I got to go in the water like five days after I had stitches. And um, I competed in the race and um, in the subsurfing and I made it to the semifinals. And so it was like, a huge thing for me because I was still able to compete and God totally was like, okay, Laura, like you made it to the semis. Like you did good here. You got to surf. Um, and so that was a huge thing for me, just trusting God's timing for things because, um, I thought that was going to be the year and I was going to win and, um, trusting that his timing was everything. And, um, then the next year I went back and ended up winning the subsurfing. And so it kind of like made me realize, whoa, okay, I get it now. God's in control, his timing's perfect. And it made the victory for me so much better just because that crazy journey that we went through. Yeah, that's cool. Man, I gotta think those competitors were scared of you with stitches running down your face. (laughs) Yeah, we have some crazy photos of me, like it all taped up with waterproof tape and my eye was like black, it was pretty gnarly. (laughs) Oh, I bet. Wow. Well, you can't even, yeah, I can't even tell. That's, that's really cool. Really cool story. Um, so yeah, how old were you when you, so the next year you, so how old were you when you won that next year you came back and you won that competition? Um, I was 15. 15. Okay. So yes. you, you win your first competition. How, how much longer What's that journey like to your old to turn, turn pro? And was that your goal the whole time? Um, yeah, so my, my goal was, or still is to win um, a world tour event. So we have a stand up world tour. Um, They have sub racing and sub surfing. So um, my goal, my overall goal would to be win a world title in the women's sub surfing for sure. Um, And hopefully an event soon. I haven't won an event um, yet on that tour. and then we also have a ISAs, so International Surfing Association. We have a world event um, every year with that um, as well. And so that is also on my goal sheet <laughs> to win just, one of those. That's just one, uh, that's just one event, like each year? Yeah, the ISAs is just like one overall event. So that's kind of like our Olympics for stand-up paddling since we're not in the Olympics. So we have um trials so we have trials for like team usa we used to have a team hawaii um but hawaii and usa combined it because hawaii can't be in the olympics if they ever put stand-up paddling in the olympics um but yeah so we have a u.s team and there's like argentina and france and so we all go to one event last year we all went to el salvador um and so we got to surf there and then they have racing, so there's distance and sprint racing. What uh, what do you prefer, the racing or the surfing? 
Definitely the surfing. <laughs> I'm more of a soul surfer for sure. Um, so I'm, I'm more on the sub surfing side. But you do both? Will you go on both tours? Um, yes. Sometimes the sub surf tour and the um, race tour will have the same stop. And so I'll borrow a race board and jump on that and do the race. What is your favorite uh, stop on tour? Or favorite stop on tour and then favorite wave to surf, period. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Favorite stop on tour would be Sunset Beach, for sure. It's close. It's just in Oahu, but um, I've gotten to figure out the wave over the last couple years since the stop's been there. and. I really like it, especially when it gets like the perfect swell. It's, it's so fun. And then um, favorite wave ever, I would have to say cloud break in Fiji, <laughs> for <Lucky>. sure. <laughs> we had a stop there for the ISAs and it was insane. I fell in love with that wave, especially since I'm a goofy footer. It was amazing. Very cool. So what is, uh, if you're at home, I know obviously you, you, your professional sport is stand-up paddleboarding, but if you have a choice, what, what's the water sport you're going to? Shortboard, longboard, stand-up? Well, it depends on the conditions. <laughs> if it's small, in, I'll grab a longboard. All the conditions but are perfect. For whatever, general, whatever you want to do, all the conditions are perfect for whatever, whatever board. What, what board are you taking? Uh, I'd have to say a longboard for sure. I love longboarding. Okay. Scariest wave you ever surfed? Um, let's see. Sunset Beach. <laughs> Super scary. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. So you're 15, you win your first title. At what age do you turn, uh -huh. what age do you turn pro? I competed on, I was competing on the tour during that time, but I only did um one or two stops i never did the full tour because um being basically on a missionary salary we didn't have the budget for it <laughs> so i would say i was basically professional at that time um but the first time i actually did the full tour was um last year in 2019 excited so we're in quarantine now Stuck at home. I yes. know uh, at least the beaches are open in Maui. Um, so has that affected you guys this year and your tour and, and all that? What, what's going on with, with your world there? Um, yeah. So right now, basically, like everything, it's just on hold. Um, we are supposed to have a local event in Santa Cruz that we are going to. Um, and that got canceled about a week out. So now we're just kind of sitting and surfing and training at home until we hear otherwise. Um, our tour for this year looks like it's gonna start um, in October. And so since with all the quarantine stuff, it's just all back to back. So it'll be October, November, and December of traveling and events. Exciting. So you staying in shape and ready to go? I'm trying to get off the couch. Sometimes it's harder than others some other days. But yeah, we've been surfing a lot. Um, we've had a lot of really good swells. So we've been just surfing in the morning and surfing in the evening all the 
time we can. So, man, so jealous. So jealous. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about. Obviously, you've been. You know, now you're you're traveling full time. What is your, or I should say, have you thought about what what do you do to try to connect your faith? And I'm I'm curious one about the culture of that world. Uh, you know, every sport kind of has its own culture. Obviously, we think you know, kind of the beach uh, culture, um, with that, but I imagine the professional and the, and the tour you guys are on is a little different. You're maybe younger than some of your other competitors, but how do you, how do you connect your, your faith and how, how are you representing God when you're out there with, uh, with your competitors? Um, I think one thing for me that's important is my dad, um, had us every morning. So we have a Bible app on our phone. And so every morning um, before the competitions, um, I read the Bible verse of the day so that um, on the Bible app, it's like Bible verse of the day. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I'll read the Bible verse of the day and then just start every morning um, praying and asking God to just um, use my light um, to shine on all my competitors and my friends around and just kind of being that joyful spirit that even if it's not the best, but just being joyful and happy and um, thankful that I get to be where I am because it's not every day that you get to travel to new places and surf waves in foreign countries. Um, and so I think that's a big thing just because people can get so caught up in competition and wanting to win. And if they lose, it's the end of the world. <laughs> but for me, I'm just like, okay, I understand I lost, but you know, I can't really complain. I'm thankful God has me here. And for me, I feel like a big thing is me smiling. I always get questions from people like, why are you always smiling? And I'm like, well, why wouldn't I smile? And I feel like God uses my smile in ways that I just don't know. I'm just smiling and enjoying myself. And they're like, why are you happy right now? You just lost. And I'm like, I don't know. But I'm just stoked to be here. So yeah. I think that's a huge thing for sure. That's great. I actually did notice that in your, uh, yeah, in your, your Instagram and Facebook and stuff, how you always have a smile. It seems to always have a smile. Uh, but that's a great attitude. I think, you know, for when we're, especially playing, playing sports, it should be an enjoyable thing. And I think we lose sight of the thing that's most important. Um, and that that's God and being the light in the world where we're at. And I can imagine, you know, all the people you guys run into and interact with, uh, you have a great opportunity there. You're following on social media, uh, even your your local break. And I think sometimes the hardest people to have an impact on are those that we know really well. You know, like the, the people you see Very in the line. Yeah, the people you see in the lineup every day. That can that can be a challenge. Um, but I, I I encourage you to to continue in that. Do you find there's lots of a uh, lot of believers on tour? There um, is definitely a few for sure. Um, one of the most, um, actually one of my, what is the word? Um, Role models. Thank you. There we go. <laughs> That's the word. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. One of my role models is, um, Candace Appleby and she, they call her the queen of stand up paddling because she actually, there wasn't a women's tour for a long time and she competed on tour with the boys to make a stand um and actually helped get us a women's tour 
but she loves the Lord. And um, when I'm around her, we just have so much fun together where we are and um, pray for each other before our heats. And so she's a huge role model for me, even when I was younger. She put on the sup fiesta. So that was a huge thing for me. That's really cool. Um, you know, yeah. you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have little girls looking up to you someday, and I think that I think that's that's really neat in this world. You know, the that they're gonna love surfing and they're gonna follow you and what you're doing, and your your smiles contagious. So don't uh, don't ever forget. There's you know that the young people are out there out there watching, and even even the even the gnarly guy surfing your home break. Uh, you know, we can, <laughs> we can have we can have an impact uh on on those guys on those on those people around us you know just with our walk and our testimony it's not always hey i get to just share with you i get to sit down and we're having coffee um but i i think our our life and um i've been fortunate to have several people call me even when something's going wrong in their life the kobe death you know a few months ago i had several people call me because they knew they knew me before and they saw the transformation in my life and that can be a that can be a really powerful thing, just living that everyday life because you are light. And when someone's living in darkness, they cannot help but see even just a, a little bit of light. So I'd, I'd encourage you to keep doing that. I want to ask you a question too, as I said, you know, kind of noticing um, you. And I would imagine uh, I talked to a professional beach volleyball player I, I had on, and this is this is something we talked about too because. I, I noticed you in a world where everyone kind of seems to be wearing less clothes in a world in the beach with bikinis and all that type of stuff. I mean, kind of what's your, what's your take on, what's your take on that? How do you try to uh, try to combat that and live in that? I mean, it's kind of what we wrestle against. I think as believers, the world's telling us, Hey, this is okay. Yet as believers, we, we know we need to, we need to set our own, our own boundaries. For sure. I think that's a, um, huge thing for Hawaii as well. Um, I mean, the girls in their bikinis um, are very small for sure. <laughs> but um, I mean, for me personally, I don't like wearing those kinds of bikinis in general, especially surfing, because they don't stay on. And so um, I like to wear board shorts when I stand up paddle, because I also feel like standing up on a board and there's people paddling that are laying down under you. I just think it's weird. So I like to wear board shorts um, when I surf. And then in general, I just don't like wearing smaller bikinis because they're uncomfortable for me. And um, I just, they don't stay on when I surf and I rather be focused on my surfing and people notice me for my surfing instead of um, my body and yeah. the bikinis I'm wearing. But I don't have any judgment on any of the girls that wear smaller bikinis because whatever's comfortable for you, it's I support whatever you want to wear. But personally, I just don't like wearing the smaller. Well, bikinis. good, good for you. I think it's you know to to stand strong in that and and to you know set set that example when the the trend is going the other way. Uh, I think I think that's really that's really powerful. Good good for you. Um, so I know you you know on, on the island there and in the tour. Tell us uh, someone else that would, uh, and doesn't have to necessarily be a surfer, someone you know, obviously with your dad and young life and all that, someone in the professional sports world that would be a great fit to come on the, come on the podcast here with us. Let's see. I personally think um, one of our 
younger surfers here. His name's Eli Hammond. Um, he's about my brother's age, but he is an awesome example of just living for the audience of one. It's in his bio and his Instagram, and it definitely doesn't go unnoticed for sure. But um, he goes to our church, and his dad used to shape his boards, and he's just this ripping Grom from Maui. But now he's traveling and competing um, at 17, I think he is now. So I think he'd be a great fit to come on and just talk for sure. Very cool. All right, we'll have to uh, we'll have to get him on. He's there he, in in Maui. Yes, yeah. he is. Tell me what it's like having you know living on an island. I know Maui's not not super small, but um, you know growing up there, living there, knowing a lot of people. What 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 is kind of owning your faith like in in that culture? Um, just kind of more. I'm thinking an island, and obviously Maui has its own culture as is I know the water sports are a big part of that but um what what's what's that like growing up with that and you know being a being a believer in, in that space how how are you treated how's it you know what what's that like I mean there is definitely a, a party scene like anywhere um but being so focused and determined with my goals especially through high school and with my dad as a football coach <laughs> I didn't really go to any of those uh, party scenes for sure. Um, but yeah, being a believer, I mean, I don't think there's any, there's always tough times for sure, but I've never gotten any um, weird looks or anything like that. If anything, people ask, how are you doing? Um, tell me, why are you always, of course, smiling and stuff like that. So yeah. I think that's the best answer I have yeah. for that question. <laughs> cool. Okay, how'd you get the nickname Lala? Oh, that's a good one. Um, my dad called me Lala when I was younger. And um, for a long time, my username was on Instagram was supgirl99. And <laughs> my dad and one of my like closest, um, he's like my brother, Zane Schweitzer. Um, he was like, you, you got to change that. It's just bad. And I was like, well, what do you guys want me to change it to? And my dad's like, what's wrong with Lala? And I was like, that's from like forever ago. And Zane's like, that's a good choice. And I talked to like a few of my friends and they're like, that's a good one. You should stick with it. And I was like, okay. So that's, that's where it came from. Okay. Nice. Nice. I saw your email address. I don't want to give it away, but it has, it's for for Jesus. We're not yes, going to tell everyone your email, your email address. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really cool. I love how um, you're able to connect those two things. I can remember my first email address. It was uh, about basketball, Josh, Josh's B-ball. And it was oh, really, yeah. I wasn't saved at the time. And looking back now, it's kind of like, that's what my life was about. It was about basketball and, and playing professional basketball. How much money can I make? How many you know, this and that and how high the ladder basically I can climb. And so even those little things like that and con connecting our faith to those areas, I think set a great example for those around us, for those that are watching from afar, obviously you are, you are on the rise in, in your sport. And, um, I just, I could, we'll continue to pray for you, but I just encourage you to, to stay strong in those things that you think no one's watching. Um, cause I think people are, and I think more important than, than people watching obviously important for us to be the light, but for you to be obedient in the little things that God's given us. And uh, I love the story you shared about, you know, not winning a contest and it, it's okay to smile 
it's okay not to win every time. I know that I know you must be a competitor. I mean, to, to be out there and, and doing what doing what you're doing. You got a football guy. I love your dad already. I've never even never even met him. Um, I feel like you guys would definitely get along for yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah. Church people love sports. I, I, you know, I played football in high school and still coach and, and all that, that that's really cool. I, he sounds like he's a, uh, he's a big part of your life. I always ask this question. Let, let's end with this. Um, I think it's gonna be your dad, but maybe you have somebody else. You know, I think it's important that we surround ourselves with, with people that build us up and not necessarily, Hey, let's run sprints and let's surf and let's work out, but the spiritual part of it. And so who was that in your life or, or I'm assuming your dad, but maybe, maybe someone else that was kind of like that person around that, that kind of encouraged me to own my faith and to, you know, we all need help to get where we're going. Um, parents are always a big part of that, but the spiritual side to get you where like, Hey, I, I, I own that. Um, share a little about, about somebody that in your life that's affected you that way. Um, yeah, for sure. I would have to say, well, yeah, I would have to say my dad for sure um, is a is definitely that person in my life. He is my best friend for sure. And he's gone on uh, most of my trips with me. Um, and he is the one you mentioned my email and I didn't even think of that. But <laughs> I knew that we made that when I was really young. And I was like, what should I make it? And he's like, do Lala for JC. And I was like, OK. And now I still have it. So. I think he's just that um, huge inspiration in my life saying like, it's okay. You're good. This is um, where God has you. And this is um, your chance to um, like show, show your faith and, and shine God's light through what you're doing and where he has you right now. And so even with like some of my Instagram posts or um, even interviews like this, he's like, you're good. Like, just be yourself and, you know, represent God and he has you where he needs you. So, I mean, you can't really argue with anything like that. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's good. We, we need those, we need those people around us. And, and obviously sounds like he's been a big, big part of your life. That that's really cool. I know you're going to, you're going to be uh be that somebody for someone else. And I think we think we should be looking for those chances as believers to encourage and support, um, whether it's in the sport we love or it's just the connection and opportunities that God's given us. So that's great. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we're going to be following you. And when you get back to Ventura, let's have a surf. Of course, for sure. I think we were planning on coming out there this summer because we have um, the U.S. Trials National Event, but it might be canceled. So <laughs> hopefully sometime soon. Thanks for listening. To find out more about Eternity Sports or to join the challenge of putting God first in your game, visit us at EternitySports.com.